You're listening to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovic. I photograph intimate weddings and elopements in Europe. This is the show where I provide overwhelmed wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a thriving brand and business. Hey friends, welcome back to My Wedding Season, the podcast. So glad that you're here. So in episode 16 of the podcast, I talked to you about how you can achieve your personal goals as a wedding photographer. And what I did promise you on that episode is that I'll be making a new one where I dig deeper into James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. So in this episode, we're going to be talking all about how you can create good habits as a wedding photographer. The truth is, as a wedding photographer, you might be struggling with taking your business to the next level and reaching your goals because you do not have the right systems in place. But the good news is there's a framework that you can follow to adopt the good habits that you require that is going to set you up for success. The book that I'm referring to is The Wildly Successful Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by the one and only James Clear. He helps his readers understand that consistent, tiny improvements have huge impacts. He puts it this way, It is so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. He further explains that our habits can compound for us or against us. So in essence, James says that good habits make time your ally, bad habits make time your enemy. At this stage, it is important to distinguish between systems and goals. According to James, goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the processes that lead to those results. In the book, he assures us that the reason why people have trouble changing their habits is because they do not have a system in place. In short, he says that you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. He also reminds us that a habit is a behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. This is the key, friends. One hesitation some people may have about having habits is that it may make their life dull. And James argues that habits do not restrict freedom. An example that he provides is that if you're lacking in good financial habits, you'll constantly struggle in this area. In other words, he says that it's only by making the fundamentals of life easier that you can create the mental space needed for free thinking and creativity. Now I'm all for that. In his book, he breaks down this concept into four laws of behavior change, which is a framework for creating good habits and breaking bad ones. But for the purpose of this episode, I'll mainly focus on summarizing the points he makes when it comes to creating good habits. So let's get started with the first law. Make it obvious. James stresses that when a behavior becomes automatic, the likelihood that we think about it decreases. Therefore, it becomes challenging to change our habits. That is why he recommends using Habit Scorecard to help you become more aware of your daily habits. He also discusses habit stacking, which involves pairing a new habit with a current existing habit. An example that he provides is, after I pour my morning cup of coffee, I will meditate for 60 seconds. Moreover, he shares that it is wise to design your environment for success. As he puts it, if you want to drink more water, fill up a few water bottles each morning and place them in common locations around the house. 
The goal is to make things as obvious as possible. The second law is make it attractive. James claims that it is important to make the habits that we want to adopt irresistible to us. He explains that habits are a dopamine-driven feedback loop. Why does this matter? He explains that dopamine levels rise, giving us a feeling of pleasure both when we're experiencing pleasure and when we anticipate that we are going to experience pleasure. This is relevant because the rise in dopamine motivates us to take action. James goes on to quote Charles Darwin, who said, In the long history of humankind, those who learn to collaborate and improvise most effectively have prevailed. He then states that one of the deepest human desires is to belong. This leads us to the conclusion that behaviors are attractive when they help us fit in. In this aspect, his advice is to be around other people who already possess the habits that we are trying to adopt for. New habits seem achievable when you see others doing them every day. In this aspect, his advice is to be around other people who already possess the habit that we're trying to adopt. For new habits seem achievable when you see others doing them every day. James points out that once we fit in, we start looking for ways to stand out. He says that this is the reason why we try to copy the behavior of successful people because we desire success ourselves. Therefore, according to him, if a behavior can get us approval, respect, and praise, we find it attractive. So whatever it is that you're trying to do, make sure that you find it attractive. The third law is to make it easy. James says that in order to increase the likelihood of a habit occurring, it needs to require less energy. This is because there is often an obstacle standing between you and the habit. In order to make a habit easier, James's advice is to make it fit into the flow of your life. He points out that a problem that we face is that when you dream about making a change, excitement inevitably takes over and you end up trying to do too much too soon. That is why he recommends implementing the two-minute rule, which means that when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. An example that he provides is that instead of reading before bed every night, you focus on reading one page every night. This makes starting a habit incredibly easy. This way, it makes it more likely to make it into a habit. You can gradually build on it. So whatever it is you're trying to do, make it as easy as possible. The fourth and final law is to make it satisfying. James explains that the point of this law is to ensure that the habit keeps getting repeated, thus closing the habit loop. He urges us to keep in mind that the costs of your good habits are in the present, the costs of your bad habits are in the future. In essence, he's saying that you're actually making plans for your future self. The approach that he puts forth is to use reinforcement, which refers to the process of using an immediate reward to increase the rate of behavior. This is to say that in order for a habit to last, it needs to be enjoyable. A useful tool that James suggests is a habit tracker in the form of a calendar that you could cross off every day. This is because crossing off an item is satisfying. He further explains that it also helps people become more focused on the process instead of the results. Additionally, he lines out the benefits of having an accountability partner. This is how it works. If you don't follow through, perhaps he'll see you as untrustworthy or lazy. Suddenly, you're not only failing to uphold your promises yourself, but also failing to uphold your promises to others. 
the main point of it is that the best way to achieve your goals is to put a system in place, which helps you not only create good habits, but also helps you maintain them. Well, I know that was a whole lot of information in just a few minutes, but I always promise to keep these episodes as short as possible. But you know what? You can always just rewind back. Look at this 80s, 90s girl talking about rewinding back, but you can skip back, listen slowly, take some notes, or better yet, I highly recommend that you buy this book and go through it yourself because it truly is a game changer. It's jam-packed with so many gems, and I know that it's going to really help you not only in your personal life, but also in your business. I truly hope that the information that I've been providing you with in episode 16 and this episode really are going to help you get jump-started in 2022. And just like I mentioned in that episode, I'm working really, really hard in getting the digital planner ready. It's going to help you keep track of your client work and get your workflow in check. On top of that, I'm making sure that I'm going to have pages dedicated to helping you achieve your goals. Just make sure that you go to the show notes so that you can sign up for my newsletter. My subscribers are going to be the ones notified first once the digital planner goes live in the shop. I just want to wish you happy holidays, stay safe, and a great start into the new year. I'll be back in the beginning of January. I have quite a few podcast episodes lined up for you. So the plan is that I will be publishing every two weeks. So be tuned for that. And I'm so grateful for you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. If you have a moment, I would highly appreciate you writing me a review and rating me on Spotify or iTunes. I would love that. And if you can take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I will be sure to reshare it and also thank you personally. So like I said, enjoy the holidays. So grateful for you. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. To be notified as soon as a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For the show notes, head on over to www.wedding-photography-podcast.com. Cheering you on and until next time.